Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Abrazo Book Podcast. Brooks Guerrero, how does it go? Good. It's finally freezing here. Wind is blowing hard. Power went out like three times last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess we failed to mention that in our pre-call uh, yeah. conversation. How cold is it? I mean, it's cold for us. So it's, uh, well, now it's 20 degrees, but it had been like, this is the highest it's been in like three or four days. So it's usually like 18. Tomorrow it's back down to 18 as the high for the next week. So yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I woke up to some weird noises, but it was like the AC and heater resetting. And I look over at my alarm clock, I have like an actual clock and it was just flashing zero. I'm like, what the heck happened? The, The smart lights had turned on. Cause you know how when it resets, they're like on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything went back on. I turned everything off and then it happened like two more times. So I just turned off all the lights so that it wouldn't keep waking us up or whatever. So, but it's fine. Amazing. It's early for you. Sorry that it's so early for you. Oh yeah, no, you're good, dude. I mean, we, like I said, we moved to an apartment complex like a, uh, a few days ago and our neighbors woke us up at like four this morning. So I've been up ever since. Goodness, I deserve no good football on this morning. It's no, also really basically winter here as well. Our apartment, so check this out. Our apartment is literally, like, I don't know. We don't really know how to, the heat, I think the heat's just not turned on yet. And we haven't told them yet. Like, I'm freezing right now and I'm wearing short sleeves, which I shouldn't be. <laughs> the other night and last night and pretty much every night that we've been here, it's been so cold, I can't sleep. Like, I just sit in bed, like, shaking and shivering. I just like hooked on Haley like a like a like a koala bear, just like just not letting go. She's like, "You're crushing me. I need it. I'm so sorry. I need this. I need it. I need to be warm." Like I, I'm considering buying a heated blanket. That's so funny. Yeah, part of me is like, well, you know, like I didn't have to work in a cold house. And maybe that's just how it is. But like, this can't be real. Like it's like 65 degrees in this house, which is I guess is about 20 degrees celsius so what you consider cold i also consider cold indoors yeah i mean but i like to sleep in cold weather i don't know how you are like i sleep better when it's cold i want i can't i can't sleep people say that i can't sleep in cold it has to be like i need to be breaking a sweat like i need it needs to be i need to be uncomfortably warm to sleep like so so warm that i like essentially pass from heat exhaustion Anything else won't work. It's no good. It's no good. No, I can't do that. I got to be freezing. No, so it's been good. We've been sleeping better. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to apartment life. This dude owns multiple yeah. houses, and now we're into the first apartment complex. The just getting woken the, the up. Just by <laughs> check this out. So, like, we're like downtown, but we can see our house in the avenues from our front, our living room. And it's like, I just don't care. I was like, this is crazy. Like, we're like looking at like. This extremely nice house while we live in like a 700 square foot apartment <laughs> and like the kids are like refuse to move out it's like we want to stay they're like yeah we're going to extend a year I'm like okay cool we'll just go live in one bedroom apartment with no heat <laughs> and like i don't know like, no windows in my office anyway that's so funny oh brooks brooks let's get into it my friend let's get into right. it so so i think it's been about over a year about half a season and a season. I can't remember the specifics, but Eric Ten Hag has been in the job for at least a season and a half at this point yeah. over at Manchester United. 
and people are starting to question whether or not he's the man for the job. And I guess I want I wanted your take on um, Eric Ten Hag and his tenure at Manchester United thus far. I just feel like it's it's not great. Um, I, it's it's yeah, it's not great. I mean, he's you, you brought this up like a year and a half ago when he when he signed on. He was like, "Here's my non-negotiables or whatever," and it seems like he hasn't even stuck to those. So, like for example, Marcus Rashford's partying after after a Man City defeat, which is actually also his birthday party, which. I don't know why that. Why, why was that a big deal? Anyway, um, like I'm not gonna tell my birthday because yeah, we lost know. to the best team in the world. And, yeah, what do you want me to do? Stay home and cry on my birthday? That's not happening. But it's just things yeah. like that. Like he's just not. It, it's almost seems like he's like a. Not, he's like a pushover. It's like, well, I know I can get away with these things because he doesn't mean what he says. Um, but that's just kind of my interpretation of like how he came in strong, but really hasn't been back like backing up his his word as far as those promises go. Um, I just, you know, you watch them and it's like, I just don't really understand what they're trying to do out there. It, it's, it's like, what are they do? Like, what's the plan? You know, when they come out, when they come off the kickoff, it's like, well, I don't see a plan. I don't see a plan. I don't see what they're trying to pull off. I don't see, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, well, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to do? And I, and I still, you know, after it's been this is the start of his i mean 10 games 11 12 games into his second season and i'm still like very baffled as to what it is that they're trying to do it's it's uh they're not yeah i don't know it's like some days it's the long ball some days they're playing down the wings some days they're trying to go through the middle i just i don't it doesn't make sense some days they play out the back so it yeah i don't know if it's recruiting or what but it just it makes no sense when you watch them to me personally <laughs> Dude, nobody, nobody knows what Eric Ten Hag's philosophy. Nobody, he doesn't know. You don't know. Uh, Gary Neville doesn't know. Okay, Graham Sinis, nobody knows. Wayne Rooney, Ronaldo, anyone, ex Man player watching the play, nobody knows what the plan is. I think he's selective with the rules, right? Like, like he Marcus Rashford is fine, and I guess he's hurt now, so but he would play regardless of going out and partying and he's trying to be hard. Telling Harry Maguire gotta find another club. Harry's now starting games. Yeah. But then Javen Sancho, he's like, okay, like of all the people, like I'm gonna let Anthony play, but I'm going to I'm going to tell you no until you yeah. like he's still like people forget like he's still not playing because he hasn't apologized, which I mean at this point, he's definitely going to outlast the manager. I doubt he's still in his job come Thanksgiving. He definitely by the end of the year he'll have been fired. Do you think Ten Hag will be gone? He'll be he'll be gone. I think I I think so. There's no there's no way like you can't like if like whether he has like an idea of what he wants to do or not. Like you just said, you don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I've heard several ex-pros in other talk show pundits say they don't know what he's doing so it's not like it's not this isn't like like a joke like oh yeah like we don't know what he's doing but like there's like, like literally no one knows what you're doing you don't know what you're doing like it's you do not know what you are doing you bought all of your players from Ajax to play in the premier league and it's not working out you just gotta own that you gotta yeah. own that and you know i mean i i don't know why you would think that's a good idea to say like let's bring maybe bring one or two over and give them a season or two see how it goes but you brought over like five players from Ajax right 
goalkeepers, defenders, wingers, outside backs. Uh, it ain't working, bro. So, yeah, I forgot what he, uh, what we were saying, but I think I assess him at ten hundreds. He'll be gone. I think. Obviously, man, you. I mean, they won yesterday, right? Bruno Fernandez last yeah. minute goal, and it's like, I mean, I get it. a win is a win, but if you in like, I mean, obviously, I'm, I don't have. Sure, I, I can't say a lot about being a winner at this point, but like if you want to win, like like winning last minute games like that, and like like you're not like this isn't this is not what Manchester United fan. This isn't what Manchester United should be. Like they should like you look, and this might be a segue. You look at what Spurs are doing. They should have hired Ainge post a I Hate to say this, he's a winner. That man is a winner. That man is a winner, and it pains me to say it. I hate to I see it. it. <clears throat> it I just hate makes to see it. I hate to see it. It just makes me sad. I'm like, why didn't another club get this manager? And he could have done great things for them. Meanwhile, we're languishing with Punchettino. And yeah, okay. So, but with Posta Congolu, or you say his name, Posta Congolu. You think that's going to last? It's not going to. I mean, it's not going to because it's not. It's it's pretty impressive. Like, you got to give them credit. Obviously, we're not taking anything from them because they've been playing amazing. And they for the very first time in, in a, I mean, the, the Spurs haven't been awful um, aside, you know, awful. Um, but they've had Harry Kane, you know, one of the great strikers to ever to ever do it. But I mean, they got James Madison looking amazing. Son looking amazing. They have that. um Pedro Coro looking like everyone is firing right now. Yeah, like they're from their back line to their attack. Like it's something that I just never thought I would see. Um, So like good for them, but like also they're so yeah. It's like one of these seasons though that I just I it's almost don't know how much longer they can sustain it. Um, So I don't know. I don't I don't see them holding off. You know, City. Until the end of the year, really don't even see them holding off Arsenal for the end of the year. And Arsenal's worse this year than they were last year, I think. But I'm just surprised how good they are with 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 losing Harry Kane. Yeah, they look better. They look, they look way. Better. I mean, you said it though a lot. Like, you know, this this guy just gives you goals, and they're not. I think you said it. You're like, this is not like. It's like if he wasn't there, you would still be essentially winning these you know games because he's not giving you game winning goals essentially he's giving you 20 plus goals a season and they're not like defining the game so i think that you know you you called that out like a year ago like you know if you could just spread that hundred thousand out which i think they've done a good job of they're playing a more complete type of football yeah and not relying on one man one man yeah to get you 30 goals but you know 18 to 25 of them came as second and third goals in games yeah. that were already won. I mean, no disrespect to Harry Kane. He's the captain of a country. He's doing great things. You know, played El Classicer, got a hat trick against uh, BVB. 15 goals in 10 games, isn't it? His first 10 games? Unbelievable. Something like that. But I mean, that's what you expect in mind, right? That's like yeah. that is. But what you don't expect is 12 is it 12 goals out of 12 games for Jude Bellingham that's what you don't expect that's what you don't expect scoring two in his first classico winning it 
literally right. winning the game for them. Right. That's not, that's not a dog. Let me ask you, but this is, okay, so this is like, okay, so like, we're not going to talk about the Ballon d'Or because we already did, but I was thinking about it. Like Erling Holland obviously is a phenomenal talent as far as goal scoring goes, right? He's a goal scorer. Yeah. But Jude Bellingham is a goal scorer and a defensive midfielder and an attacking midfielder. Like he does everything yeah like i don't like i mean obviously we've seen players like this it's just so incredibly rare to see a player that can like literally do everything at, you know at an elite level like i was watching something and they were like showing like the charts they were like comparing him to like other defensive midfielders and they're like he's at the top they're comparing him to like strikers they're like Compare him to like a central striker. He's at the top. Compare him to like other midfielders. He's at the top. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, and also shout out to Erwin Holland. I hope he gets better. I think he got injured yesterday. Who? He scattered. Holland got injured. Uh, I think. Well, I I don't know. I would turn that off. That game was <laughs> six. But yeah, he, oh, he yeah, twisted he, an ankle. I don't know how out, how, I mean, he's, he went off at halftime, but I think he's coming. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think he'll be back. But I mean, to your point, dude, Marcus Rash, I mean, um, Jude Bellingham, basically a teenager. He just turned 20 and he's yeah. playing for the one of the best clubs in the world, winning them games, basically captaining them. I just, what I love most about this is that he's making Tony Cruz eat his, eat his words. Um, oh, yeah. you know, what he said at the beginning of the season when they paid up for, for a 19 year old and he wasn't very happy mm -hmm. about it, but this dude is making everybody in the whole league look silly, but he's making Real Madrid and Perez look like geniuses for paying that amount of money for him. Uh, cause he's evidently showing that he's worth every penny of it. And, and I know that we talked about the Ballon d'Or <clears throat> to your point, Raleigh Holland is an incredible goal scorer. So we're going to, we're not going to go deep into this cause we already did last time. But I think he got the right award by being crowned the best goal scorer of Europe. Like that obviously had to be go to him. But the way it's looking right now, Drew Bellingham's winning the Ballon d'Or next year. Yeah, I can agree with you there. I, I think, he has to. Yeah, he has to. Because I, I, I think it would be good to have like a golden glove for a keeper and like a golden boot, not for like the most goals scored, but like the most valuable goal scoring player. And then the Ballon d'Or can really go to like best all yeah. around like yeah. like the like the true mvp which in a lot of situations it very well could be the person that scored the most goals because yeah. that's what wins games but you know in the event that like for example like a kevin de Bruyne situation where it's like no he didn't score as many goals as Erling holland but like he was the battery in his back that, like, yeah like he was the battery that got him to a travel shout out to kdb as well you know it gets better. also shout out to the other belgian jeremy doku it was crazy what he did yesterday <laughs> Oh, you're looking like Ronaldo. I think I'm phenomenal Jerry Ronaldo. Dope jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that Akanji goal, his because it went off Akanji's like shoulder. That, yeah. At first, I felt bad for Doku, but then when they replayed it, I was like, "Oh, that ball was going way out." So that should have definitely. Yeah. That would have been. Same, I, he would have been pulled same. off the field if he wouldn't have hit Akanji. Yeah, yeah. Like, how often does a ball go off someone's the back? I was like, I was like. There has to be a handball in there somewhere. Like, nah, it's clean. I love to see Akanji scoring goals any which way, though. So that was nice. <laughs> Swiss boy getting goals. That's, yeah, that was Man City's the cheat code. We thought I thought they were down. They aren't down anymore. 
Yeah, because like, they lost two in a row, but they were like, nah, they lost you understand that? It's over. <laughs> yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay, well, speaking, speaking of players that are good, another Manchester United player, Marcus Rash is I guess we could say not playing great right now, Brooks. Yeah. But so but, sorry, but, go ahead. No. I was just I mean I was just gonna say like I called him I think it was like two years ago on this podcast, I called him the next Theo Walcott. And then and then he made me my words because he was, you know, scoring insane, playing out of his mind. But I mean, it's like I'm going back to what I said earlier. I feel like he's like the next Theo Walk. He was like promised to be the next great English star, like supposed to do big things. Is all I Theo can say Walk- about my man, Marcus. What? Like, don't come first off. Don't compare him to Theo. That's disrespect. Do not compare him to Theo Walk. Hey, Theo got injured. I know what you so. mean, though. I know what you mean. <laughs> this is what Marcus Rashford should have did, dude. He should have went to Paris two seasons yeah. ago. He would be okay right now. You can't. Nothing good is going to come from saying at Manchester United. Whether whether he's falling off or he's inconsistent or he's not good anymore, that all very well. It, it could be true, but it also could just be you're playing at Manchester United, where like that's not, like all that's going to do is make you look worse at this point in your career. Yeah. Is playing at Man U, like you will not be perceived. At least right now, playing at Man United. So I'm not. I'm not saying he's missing blame i'm just saying he yeah, should have yeah. left the club yeah i agree I he should have left the club now yeah. he has a signature shoot from nike and he hasn't scored a goal in like over a month it's ridiculous so yeah it's obviously i mean the shoe's hot though i love that white and the, I mean, the, the red and pink or whatever yeah yeah this looks good but i mean yeah i mean to your point well, you said this off camera yeah nike had been designing this shoe with this guy when he was on top of the world so just coming out at the wrong time <laughs> because it's funny i saw him on there i was like i was like first of all it's kind of weird to see not weird to see him on a mercurial ad just because he's one of the top players on that wears that but then i read a little deeper and i was like this is his signature shoe that they're pushing right now yeah that man got a signature shoe playing for man united scoring no goal i mean there was a period of time last year where he was on fire though how many games did he go in a row with scoring a goal that's yeah. has to be said well, dude, I can- I feel like this is like Nike, like, I, and I, I guess I don't understand the strategy. And like with soccer, I feel like with soccer, it's so much harder to like be able to figure out who's going to be good or inform when their shoe comes out. Yeah, I remember like with Neymar, every like, it, like when he switched the materials with Nike before he went to Puma, literally every time his signature shoe dropped, he was injured. He was <laughs> yeah, and it was like, yo, we got to put out the Neymar Samba Mercurial Nine. Because like it's been like we made two hundred thousand of them, but Neymar's injured for six months. Here's his shoe, I guess. You know, but they sold so, anyway, right? Didn't Neymar stuff like always sell? I feel like I feel like the Neymar sold. He just didn't wear them. Like he just couldn't promote them. Yeah. And then like I feel like like there's a bunch of players I feel like got like got signature shoes all when they weren't doing good. Like you remember Jaden Sancho got his own Superfly. Yeah. And like that was his first and last because it came when he was bad. Then this is another one. Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount got their own signature shoes. Um, no, they what? Chelsea. 
they like it was just like it was like it, it, it didn't say like it didn't have like their logo or anything it was just like it was a, one of them was a phantom for mason and then the mercurial <laughs> suit was for uh tammy i remember the phantom like for mason i don't remember tammy's though okay okay yeah yeah they, yeah like they did the ad and they were like tammy and mason chelsea boyhood chelsea boys get their own boyhood boot and it was just like a black and a blue boot i bought him i bought it okay. i had to buy it but i was just like this was under frank lampard i was like okay like i get it we're all on board but like what did they do to deserve a shoot is like they thought like frank lampard was going to bring success to the club and they're going to be flying like these guys are i mean that's it's the same year they won the champions league so i mean it's not all bad but yeah man, signature shoot for these two boys me yeah but you know like the rest of the world like is anyone checking or you know the mason the mason mount phantom probably probably not i don't know probably not no, because because that Jaden Sancho, that Mercurial was fire, but like, I mean, I don't yeah. even know what happened to it. But also to your point, Raheem Sterling, when he moved to Chelsea, they came out with that New Balance special edition for him and really bad first year at Chelsea, unfortunately. So, yeah, it seems like that's kind of what's going on right now. They just almost every time these 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 boys get a, a signature colorway, things don't seem to be going well for them, except for Holland. <laughs> And Mbappe, yeah. Obviously, you got Ronaldo, you got Messi, but aside from those two, yeah. Oh yeah, Ronaldo consistently did his, but yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, I feel like Erling Holland. I feel like the, all the boots they give him are always ugly. They give him like such ugly. Like I feel like they like. I don't know if it's like if Erling Holland's like I want like shoes that are so ugly people can't stop but look. But, like I feel like they're always so ugly. Well, they're never a really a personalized colorway or a or like a you know a Marcus Rashford edition or a Jadon Sancho with, um, you know his favorite what was it hot sauces at that chicken spot I forget what the name of that yeah. spot is Nando's yeah, like, like it was never something yeah. personal with it was just like here's a colorway that we're gonna mass produce <laughs> no one's gonna buy it because it's mad ugly but go ahead and wear this actually yeah. the the fly or the fly knit colorway like that rainbow one was kind of fire that he had that Holland wore yeah. I mean, I like, I like, I like most of them just because they're crazy. I like, like an ugly shoe, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah. I don't. Know. What else? All right. Well. Well, okay. Hold on, real quick. I got a cool question. So, you think that Jaden Sanders is going to outlast Eric Ten Hag at Man United? Yeah. I think he'll, I think Coach will be gone by the end of the year, and if that happens, January window rolls around. New, they're like, well, should we sell Jaden? We can't get a lot of money for him. We may as well keep him and see if a different manager can get money out of him. Maybe okay. he comes good. He probably won't. Manchester United won't come good. But yeah, I think like I don't. Yeah, I just think he'll outlast Eric Ten Hag, which doesn't seem that hard right now, considering he's like. Yeah, I kind of think that. I mean, the string. this whole like takeover isn't yet completed by like the Ratcliffs or whatever. He's committed yeah, another two hundred forty-five million um, to like take over the majority, I guess, in the Glazers. But I kind of think that they're just holding, not trying to do anything until he gets there. <laughs> but yeah, or until he, he takes you know full control or majority control or whatever over it. But I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Ten Hag. I don't. I mean, I I feel like with the way that people usually fire managers, he and and the way that Man United wants to be winning, like he should have been gone. Oh, yeah, he should have been five last year. 
he should have been like he should have been fired when he fired Ronaldo, in my opinion. But I'm that's all I'm gonna say. I, it's well, it's well documented. We don't like yeah. him. No. I almost hate him. <laughs> I only, I only like I, I wanted Man to lose so bad yesterday. I was Same. So, I was so angry when they scored that last minute winner. I just want yeah. Jaden Sancho to get a real chance under a real manager. That, I mean, come to Chelsea in England. I'll play yeah. here with us, dude. Play. I'll play with your boy Cole Palmer. I'll play yeah. with us in London, West London boys. We probably suck too, but. At least you'll, you'll you'll be able to play. Like you'll at least be able to play. You'll you'll make it to the field. You'll make it to the stadium. Like he shows up to Old Trafford, they're like, "You can't come in." The boss said, "You're not welcome." He's like, "I play for the club." He's like, "They're like, no." Eric said, "No." He said, "You're not. You didn't apologize yet. You can't even come here. Go go back to like Kingsbury Park and practice with the under twelves or whoever he hasn't practiced with." All right. What else you got? Um, just the World Cup. I mean, Saudi Arabia won the bid for 2034. What are your thoughts on that? I want to know really, like... I think it's it. I think... Listen, this is all, this is all, this is all I'm going to say. Like, obviously, there's a lot. I'll, I'll keep it sporting. Saudi Arabia is not a footballing nation. Okay, yeah, now they're spending a lot of money. You don't get to just spend a lot of money. I guess you do because they're you do yeah. I mean, like they're not a footballing nation. It's hard to get to Saudi Arabia. It's not like it just doesn't make sense for fans. Like fans, like it's hard for fans of the sport to travel to Saudi Arabia to watch a World Cup. Hopefully, they do a better job in Qatar. And there's like they get flights and they have accommodations for everybody. Right. And there's no like crazy rules that prevent people from enjoying the sport the way they otherwise would if it was a country that had less restrictions. I personally think, like, I think it's too soon to have another World Cup bid won by someone in that region. Also, like Qatar, America, Europe, Qatar, or basically the Middle East again. Like, we could go Asia, we could go to South America, we could go to Africa, we could go to, I mean, stay in Europe and go live like yeah I don't know it's just like yeah. I feel like there's so many better places to do a World Cup than Saudi Arabia yeah talks. yeah I mean it's sad mostly because obviously um, South Americans so like I would have wanted it to go there and I don't know if this was exactly the same year that Argentina Paraguay Uruguay wanted but it just I think it was 20 yeah anyway it's that's it's it's just I don't know the most World Cups by like continent are, if I'm not mistaken, South America. I mean, it could be, I mean, it's three for Argentina, it's five for Brazil, depending on if you talk to, yeah, I think it's like, they think it's three, but it's really two, or they think it's four, but it's really three. I can't remember. Um, But it's regardless, it's a lot, you know? And so for it not to go there, but to like get a little consolation and play two or three games in in South America before they end up going to Europe slash Northern Africa to play the rest of the World Cup. It's like, how, why, why is, why don't, why can't South America get yeah. their own? Get well, their yeah, own South America own. should have just got that. And then on the guitar, it should be the Portugal, Spain, Morocco. Yeah. 
And then you can and push Qatar to 2038, I guess. Or Saudi, be Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. Or Saudi, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 like, with that, yeah. This, like the South, the three South American games and then going to Europe. It's weird. I think that's insane. Yeah. It's just like, just do the tournament and just do it in South America. Like, just do the tournament in South America. Like, no one would have a problem. I, I promise you, no one would have a problem with the World Cup being in Uruguay, Paraguay, and Argentina. Yeah. I mean, least I least sure, certainly wouldn't. Argentine. Argentine. Yeah. At least <laughs> of all Argentines. But it's like, yeah. you know, we're, like we're going we're gonna to move it over here. It's like, no. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, oh, actually, no, I don't. I don't get it. I legitimately do not get it. Who's stopping you from doing it? No one would complain. Just say, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it in the, the Argentina. Well, the problem, I think, is this money. Like, they just, are, you know, South America doesn't obviously come from the amounts of money that, you know, the Middle Eastern countries do, or even obviously Europe. Um, so I think that they just, okay, well, you know, we'll appease you South Americans and give you a couple games there, but then we're going to move the whole lot of it back to Europe, you know, where where Portugal, Spain, and Morocco are giving us more money or something. But... I don't know. It's it's just a little it's a little bit like disheartening a bit because it just seems like yeah, it really is all just about. Me. I I mean, I personally love a European World Cup anyway. Like all of my favorite Euro World Cup memories are European. You know, you got France '98 France. or Germany. Yeah. Like yeah, I just all those ones to me are like very very special and magical. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, the only other thing I could think of as far as like saying no to South America was infrastructure wise. Did they not think they could handle all of that? I mean, they have amazing stadiums where Argentine national team plays, Uruguayan national team plays. I don't know how many, maybe with this bigger expansion, they needed even more stadiums and there just weren't any five star European or UEFA qualif- or FIFA yeah. qualified yeah. stadiums. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, you 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 still got to say that they've got more than I would imagine Saudi Arabia has, and they they you know they 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 frequently house huge games just in Argentina and and Uruguay alone. So I think that given time, it's what six years from now would have been able to they accomplish could all expand that. Expand it. Yeah. Oh, you need more lights. You need more seating. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Definitely. Like wherever River play, plays or Boca Juniors, like that's definitely yeah. big enough to host the World Cup final. Like there's, like they, like there's yeah, the capacity is there. River for sure. River is huge. Boca's is a little bit weird, um, but it's like the most probably the most one of the most iconic stadiums in you know the the sport. Um, so is Rivers though the Monumental that they're both. Uh, I mean, incredible. I don't. I I do think that maybe FIFA. It's not like a the Boca is probably not a top rated one. I know that where River plays, it is. Um, that's where Argentina's home games usually are, and they've done a couple at Boca's, but um, it's it's a it's a tight tight squeeze yeah. there at the the Bombonera. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Eighty five thousand people can fit in River Plate. Right? Yeah, just under sixty. But that's still like for a regular like knockout stage, yeah, yeah. hoop stage, dude. Eighty five thousand at River, jeez, yeah. that's insane. That's that's, that's up there. I mean, once you get up to eighty, it's like okay, the difference between eighty and hundred. I mean, yeah, it's there. But like most stadiums, like sixty five. If it's sixty five, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So 
85 degrees. That's yeah. Breathtakingly not as fancy. Obviously, it would be more for World Cup. Like their standing room, they're going to bring out like floor seats. Right. So it's probably going to hit like 90. They're going to yeah. like they're going to fit as many people in that stadium as possible. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Gotta go. Anything else? You got to go. There's a lot. Spurs plays Chelsea tomorrow. Yeah. I want to get a prediction out there from you. I hope Spurs win. I'm going to say Spurs. I need Spurs. I mean, sorry, Chelsea. I need Chelsea to win this game. Clipping this. You heard me say, I. Spurs win. No, I want Chelsea to win. Chelsea needs. I think Chelsea will come through. I think Chelsea, they need to play how they played against Arsenal and they'll be fine. 2 2. I, I listen. We would be doing everyone a huge favor if we took Spurs down. <laughs> you would be doing right. everyone a huge favor. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do. What I we think can. you can do it. I think you can do it. All right. Thanks for your time. See you later, guys. Thanks for rocking with this. It's the Brazo Football Podcast. Catch you guys next week.